Hello, and thank you for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. I'm here with Dave Swanson this evening, and uh, we're recording kind of in, a, in the new modified studio. Is that uh, right, Dave? It is. I can look right into your eyes. Yeah, Fantastic. it's great. So we got, uh, we got a, a two-channel setup going on. Pretty advanced audio recording techniques, I got to say. And we're both monitoring it. Got headphones. It's pretty cool. What do you feel about uh, hearing yourself? It's it's a it's a newer feeling. It's yeah. all right. It's um, a little weird when you hear yourself. I was gonna say I'm not. I'm, I've never been comfortable with my uh, my own voice. Yeah, it it feels strange, and it, it's kind of a weird way to get started, uh, or to to like feel out how to talk about things, right? Or like conversation because you get a little preoccupied about like hearing yourself too, and so you're like, "Whoa, I'm nervous," or "I'm this is weird," or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's kind of it's a trippy thing. But you were talking about the like our setup right now, so like um, we're at phase one of of the two channel system so we have the second mic now but we don't have like a second arm or a second pop filter um and so that's in the mail now but we have a stack of books and like an old metal box that kind of pops up that microphone another six inches so dave can have his hands free but the mic at face level it's a wonderful thing oh yeah um, um, it's it's real yeah. saying like if uh joe rogan had a setup like this yeah maybe his podcast would do good Oh yeah, no. I uh, I've been listening to like the first like hundred episodes. Rogan, I love you. <laughs> I listened to like the first hundred episodes of that show, and um, they're talking about like how they're just doing it from like the den at his house the whole time, mm-hmm. and, and how like like all the people that come over are just like just showing up to his kid's house and or you know his his family house and just kind of cruising in. And he was saying that kind of the same deal. They didn't have like anything set up. The first couple, right. the first ten are just from the laptop, mm-hmm. um, doing like the uStream deal. Or they just have like the audio recording from from like the UStream that they had set up at the time, but uh, but yeah, it wasn't until like a while later that they had the microphones and stuff. But yeah, I look at that studio and it looks pretty cool. I want to do someday. We'll have uh, we'll have some more stuff like that. They've got like the road um, the road control arms or uh, like microphone arms for their studio desks, oh, right, and they've got right. like some really nice. I think there's some nice like Sure microphones. I'm not sure though. I think this one's a Shure SM58. This is the one I finally got back, which is cool. I like this I like this mic a lot. But this is good for like like vocal recording stuff or or like live stuff. You know, like you'd see like this kind of mic or that kind of mic in someone's hand. But a lot of the time for like right. the podcast or like for podcast or radio broadcasting stuff, they use these condenser microphones, which you've mm-hmm. kind of seen before. And they're, they're like a little bigger um, and they're like longer too. But um, but yeah, those those work pretty well a lot of the time. Or these like, large diaphragm condensers i guess it's also a condenser microphone but um but that's kind of like what you'd see like next to whatever i don't know if you have like an imagination that would actively think about radio stations <laughs> and their gear but um but like probably like what you'd think about like hanging in like a radio studio well i, I this might be totally wrong but i think um like in uh, wrestling or boxing, they'd have that mic dangling yeah. down. The guy would grab it, and he. <laughs> I think that's like an old time ribbon microphone. I heard that those would like light on fire. They had like Perfect. power running through them, and, they, and like yeah, the, whatever whatever like band it was that would like pick up the vibration to turn into sound, it would like burn up if it was on for too long. That's Sweet. great. Yeah, that's perfect. That's what you want in wrestling. Yeah, that's in what I want here. High in room. events. Yeah, <laughs> put that in here. We'll just pull it right down. <laughs> It'd be cool. But yeah, so we'll get the second arm set up uh, sometime soon, and yeah, it'll be sweet. We'll have a, we'll have a pretty official studio. I was thinking about like I won't probably do this. It depends. I don't know. someday we'll have uh, we'll have a whole studio set up to do recording stuff. That's but I was dream. thinking about like uh, like having the desk like flipped this way, you know, or like flipped like long ways, and then you could 
kind of like on the Joe Rogan, if you like watch the video part of it, like we could have like um, just like the arm set up here. So we're kind of like facing each other mm-hmm. on the desk and then we could just like talk conversationally. Right. Or, you know, we yeah. just talk like straight yeah, onto perfect. each other, but have the microphone set up. But uh, that would be like a whole different or we'd have to be that's, important. That's in that. the future. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm really happy about this though, just to get uh, to like real time or, you know, to just have you here. It sounds really good. Right. Like, or we have like the, the sound that we're getting uh, through the headphones is coming in pretty clear. So that's pretty cool. And our waveform looks pretty good too. Oh, it looks fantastic. Watching it now. Look at that. Look at that go. Ooh, record. Ooh, ooh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but Dave, what uh, what podcast stuff did you have to chat about? You got anything on mine? Man, no, not really. I mean, nice I'm man. Totally a blank slate. Totally unprepared. A blank slate. I'm no, it's cool. To it's, jump into anything. We'll we'll improv some stuff. But uh, I think like what I was going to talk about. I talked about it on the last one and what I was showing you a little bit was like some of the stuff from the photo shoot that uh that i took or that we did uh this last friday and so um so i guess i was gonna chat about that but i don't know like how much it really is to talk about it was uh it was just like an outdoor photo shoot that we did for like um for like fall foliage even though it's december and it's not really fall anymore <laughs> um and even though there's a lot of trees in here that lost their leaves before we got here we did a fall photo shoot and uh it worked pretty well i think um we got like a, a couple vehicles in here um, but I like the, I think that one that I was showing you with that Chevy Colorado and the, this like Northwood Nash or like just this camper trailer that's there. But uh, I thought that that one came out pretty cool, but it was a cool day. It was like, it was like one of the only days that week that like we had nice weather. It was just like raining that morning. It was so bad. It was, it was coming down like crazy and uh, it was coming down like crazy, like all over the state too. Like you could just see like the water, the wall of water start like right at the coast. And it was just like dumping from here up to Portland. And it was, uh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So I was thinking, uh, I was thinking it was like nine 30 that morning. It's like, well, about two o'clock I'm supposed to show up and photograph this stuff and it's going to suck. So we got really lucky that it, it like broke that morning and afternoon and we got you know, some decent lights, decent color in there. I was going to say, looks, looks like fall. It looks like fall. Dave approves <laughs> that it looks like fall. I'm with you, Dave. Yeah, I was pretty happy about that too. But uh, but have, did did you hear about like the flooding in Portland? No. Marina was telling me a little bit about that, like that there was like flooding in Portland in like downtown Portland today. That was today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's check this out. Yeah, I don't know if it'll come Portland. out, but yeah, like I heard that. Uh, I think there was like either like a backed up sewer problem. Oh, so so not like climate change I'm not is sure. real, but like oh, man-made street flooding is real. Yeah, you see this right now. Portland Timbers Parade. That's what we get from like KGW News. <laughs> Thanks, KGW. Tons of rain, man. Tons of rain. There's like a couple pictures here that showing just like streets like dunked. Wow. Whoa! Look at that. Spilling over. Hey, what's up, girl? <laughs> if only we had a live stream, people would know what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. I'm probably never going to do a live stream. I, I don't wouldn't. know. I wouldn't. It's not really worth worth it for me in a lot of ways. Like, But I, I do I do something if it was like uh, just more structured, you know? It, right. If we had more of a, a, a studio, I would say, you know. Yeah. Well, because I don't really want to do video or, or I well, guess what I was trying to build out was just audio, you know, just for audio right. stuff. I would, I, if it, I mean, this is yeah future, future, but if it ever did get like decently good, you know, just the way Joe Rogan does it, 
to bring him up again. Um, it, you know, it, it just it's like they're in the studio with cameras on them. You know? Yeah, yeah. And there's a, I think there's a spot stuff. for that. I'd like to do that maybe over the next year. But uh, I think I'd probably, um, I don't know, I'm pretty happy to stick with audio. If I can just do a couple audio ones and like get them done, I think that'd be pretty cool. I'm happy with, uh, with finally getting like this one set up. I think this is, a, this is actually, you know, that's a weird thing is, see, we don't really listen to that many podcasts. We listen to a few of the good ones, mm-hmm. right? And even those are like kind of s- sketchy sometimes on like how they're produced in some ways. And, uh, and so like, you, you go on, you listen to a lot of podcasts, and I swear that this is a way more technical setup than most podcasts are, are running on or are built on. Um, so I don't know. It's kind of strange. But uh, but the one thing that they might have that we don't is a format that's uh, that's more effective. Right. It, well, it's, I was going to say it's almost a, a, a double-edged sword with how easy it is to podcast. Because, I mean, you just have to hit a couple buttons, and you can, you can yeah. produce, and you know you can put anything out there. But taking that extra step to get the right gear, to having it set up, the right programs and all that, that's where, you know, that separates the good stuff from the yeah. lower lower end Joe in his basement type deal. Yeah, there's a lot of that out there. Um, I think that like like quality gear is one of the top priority or like just the number one priority in a lot of ways or effective gear, right? You just have to have something that's good enough. To, to like to assemble something but then the next part of it i think in a lot of ways is sort of like a band like a like a garage band is like sort of the same thing like it's just if you're going to do a podcast you almost have to think about it as importantly as like a high school kid would think about a garage band if you want to make it work out well yeah where it's like you have to you have to put in that much to it you have to write so you know you have to write out stuff for it you have to like produce on it you have to get equipment you have to borrow or, you know, you just have to like get little bits of equipment and pawn shop stuff together mm-hmm. until you can have enough stuff to like to handle your your own you know system and make it su- successful. But like it, it's the same it's the same thing that's going to co- create success in a podcast. It's going to create success in whatever other kind of thing you're trying to put together of like, you know, how much effort it takes to get something that actually feels like it worked or that, you know, it, it did anything that was supposed to. I was going to say that's yeah, that's anything you just got to got to put that time in, I suppose. Yeah, it seems like a lot of time and it seems like a lot of a lot of work. Well, cuz I mean really like uh, a lot of like I'm trying to sort out this thing right now for Kickstarter and it takes a lot of time or it's it's kind of a, a pain but like we're building uh and I talked to you about it before like the the nightsky.io website that I've got mm-hmm. or the the domain name that I have that's one I should make a business out of but I don't want to pay a ton of money for it. It's just an entity operating. I can call it a business no one's going to know anything about it. But uh, the nightsky.io uh, 2016 calendar is what we're making up right now. And so we're trying to write that out as a Kickstarter project. And uh, I haven't messed around with Kickstarter before. Um, but we've done like the, the couple, like the little books, like the little photo books and printing things that we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, so all we're doing this time is, and I don't know if it'll work on Kickstarter or not. I don't really care. But uh, it'll be cool. We set a goal and then we set like a bunch of pledge levels for it. And uh, we worked out um, just like how we're going to set up like the printing of the calendar. So if someone like wants to get a calendar or if we can market the calendar through that, then, uh, then we just like would charge whatever the cost of the calendar is as a pledge to like start the project. And then we can get that total amount of money and then get like a lower printing cost if we want to take it to a print shop and then have them run off the calendar in total. And then we just have a bunch of copies of it that we can send out to people. And then we would effectively like cut our right. production cost down a lot. Makes sense. I've always wondered like what... <clears throat> if 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 someone does start a Kickstarter and they get a decent amount of money, but then it never never takes off or never goes anywhere, what is it? Is there like a, a policy on return of that, or is it in a lot of ways there is? If there are more, 
I think Kickstarter specifically uh, in, in the field of crowdfunding sources there are out there now. Uh, I think Kickstarter specifically has tried to combat this because they've had a few issues with it with uh, with Kickstarters like going through successful and they're supposed to like develop some type of product that they weren't able to develop under that price point. And so they'd go out of business and there's really no liability placed on whatever person or company it was that said they were going to build this product. So they just went out of business with the money and they're not indebted to anyone to provide that at all. Right. It's just a pledge. Um, it's not really like you're actually making a purchase of anything. Right. It's yeah, it's a donation or a gift. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. It's, but it's strange cause you, you're as like a backer, you're, you're qualified for like certain rewards. I don't know like what kind of liability you take on when you say that you're going to give out, um, like certain types of rewards that are of some type of cash value. Um, so I don't know. It's kind of strange, but uh, but we're having a good time trying to put it together. Uh, the Kickstarter page I think is going to be up in a couple of days, but uh, it's like for the Night Sky calendar. So we've been trying to like write out sort of like scripts of like what to talk about and like what it's going to do and how it's going to work. But it's really cool. We've been trying to sort it out. Marina uh, has been like doing a bunch of like colored pencil art for it for the past couple of days to get things uh, going. But I think it's going to be like it's going to be like a thirteen month calendar since we're coming up on um, end of December January. So okay. to go for, through right. like uh, the first month of like next year too, um, but I think it's going to be like a twelve by twelve calendar, and we're going to do like um, just like astronomy art, like or sky watching art, like kind of perspectives of like the land and then like the night sky and stuff above it, and uh, like that kind of progresses like throughout the year. So you see like different things. Oh right. In right. the winter, as you would see in the summer, as you would see in like August or September, and like further on. Um, and then we're going to put in like kind of almanac dates of things that are happening. So if there's like a solar eclipse or a lunar eclipse, or if there's like a full, you know, full moon, quarter moon, that's what's on a regular calendar. Yeah. But then there's like the Perseid meteor shower. That's like, like a holiday right. you know, or it's like marked in. Dude, so, I would buy that. Yeah, it'd be you, sweet. You just, so yeah, you just sold me on that. That's yeah, great. it's sweet. So you just flip through and you're like, Oh sweet. Like this sky watching events going on now or like, Oh, this like conjunction of Venus and Jupiter is happening from like June 23rd to June 27th. So like we can, so it's just like on the calendar we know. It, and then we can like, kind of like use that as a guide to go out and, see stuff that's going to be happening just just out of curiosity would that would that work on a like a worldwide basis or is that would that be local to just it'd be better than most things that are out there like when i'm looking around but yeah it it would work on a worldwide basis if it's about if it's about the constellation the meteor showers or or even the eclipses i mean i guess it's effective to say that there's an eclipse happening um, like I think like all of our calendars would have said that, but it's a, it's an English based U S based calendar I'd figure. So that's kind of what I'm going for. Like if there's, um, if there's like solar eclipses that are happening outside of, uh, like over the Indian ocean, I don't know if I'll mention it. In fact, I kind of want to sell that as an offer in it, that it's kind of specific to, who I, I would actually say, use it. I'd specifically say, you know, for North America. Yeah. That's what, uh, that's what I think would be best too. And, uh, I noticed that a lot of these calendars that we've been trying to use as like a reference, like we go through like for next year to see like what astronomical events are going to be occurring. And then you're like, this isn't going to be happening or this isn't as important as this calendar is mentioning. Like, it's not like really kind of tuned or like refined to like what's important. It's just sort of like saying or stating things sort of generally. Right. But, and it just cause whoever's creating it doesn't know. Probably, and, you know, doesn't have, doesn't, or isn't trying to parse it and trying to like figure anything out. But like, it'll talk about like a conjunction of the moon and such and such a planet. And like, that sounds like it'd be cool, but it's either happening in the middle of the day. So you'll never see it or it's, it's not happening and they're just totally missing each other. But the moon is passing 
by or next to where the planet oh, would be. Really? You know? Okay. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. So um, there's just like a lot of these that are sort of like automatic calls that it's supposed to it's supposed to note or it's supposed to talk or you know mention or something, um, but it's just not really like human controlled or like really made to be super useful. Yeah, that sounds so, awful. Yeah, I would, I would just throw it away. Yeah. So this one's supposed to be uh, kind of away from like the astrophysics side of the, like the heavy handed science side, and it's supposed to be more for like fun it's it's going to be like illustrated so it's right. going to be more like kind of whimsical and like for about, your family and everyone can get yeah, excited you just, yeah you just kind of cruise through and or yeah it's just kind of pretty stuff but it's not supposed to be like um like there's a lot of them out there like like the astronomy calendars that i'd see out there you know like nebula and like hubble telescope images that sort of thing which are really cool but uh, i think the cool thing about the year is that the stars change through it and i think that like a cool calendar would be to kind of like mirror how the constellations are changing or like what stuff is happening happening differently um, as an observer of the sky right. than like what happens uh, what happens otherwise? So that's what we're going to try and do. But uh, we're trying to like put it together now, and so that's what the the Kickstarter is going to be f- to there to support. And uh, and then we have the website address too. So we'll try and like wrap all that stuff up. Marina's got like some some of the images made up, and then we're going to try and put together um, like a short like one minute ninety second Kickstarter video to go with it as it launches and then um yeah it'll be cool we'll have that up and running i guess like i don't know next week or something and oh uh, wow yeah that's great yeah it'll be sweet if we if we can do it um or if like the if the kickstarter is backed i think the way that kickstarter works specifically is that uh, you have to reach your funding goal before you'll get any of the money so like uh so if you set a goal of like a thousand dollars but you reach eight hundred dollars you don't you don't get it or you don't so everybody so oh, nobody gets nobody has to pay for anything and it just kind of just kind of goes on but uh i think the idea is that you're, you're trying to like get it effectively funded um for whatever price and i think like the price that you say is supposed to be like whatever i don't know if it's supposed to really be your profit but like whatever like your share of it is and the cost of like the wholesale production of it and like to get it to them as a product, I think is sort oh. of the idea. So like, like I think like one of the original ones was like, like for publishing stuff like this really is, is a pretty simple way for Kickstarter to work or for like a band trying to like make an album. They're like, well, it would cost 2,500 bucks to go print, you know, a thousand CDs. And so we need, we need like, like a thousand ten dollar donors or something to like get stuff going so we can like go to print or we can like take our cd and have it published and then give everybody the album that they want but right it just sort of kind of decides that uh, there's like enough interest in the project to have it work or to have it funded um but right. i don't know if kickstarter yeah. will work for us there's a lot of calendars out there that that do work on kickstarter that are strange or like kind of unusual but uh some people just have a green thumb on the internet that oh, yeah. sometimes i don't seem to have you know it's it's a strange place so. yeah <laughs> yeah it can be true but uh but yeah it's gonna be pretty cool we're, we're excited about doing uh about doing the the night sky stuff and then so we want to do a night sky podcast to go with that um and it'll probably just be called that or something but to go with the site and mm-hmm. and i wanted you to do a bunch of it too but i was gonna say you've been telling me about it yeah yeah and so we're, i've been trying to like figure out the format for a while but it'll probably be like 15 minutes or so and we're gonna do like three five minute segments sort of or like but so we're going to try and go like heavy in like the production and so instead of like something like this where we're kind of more conversational about it mm-hmm. it's going to be more identified like like we're talking about like the news today you know like what's happening right. in the sky right now and then we'll, we'll kind of like go deeper into like these are the stars or well we'll like, probably actually have a little script for it i would imagine yeah, yeah or like at least a 
at least like a like a bare bones like a skeleton school um like a skeleton or something that uh, that says like hey this is the top of the show and then this is like the middle section or we want to do like live recordings like if we like grab the telescope and go out somewhere like we'll just record like us talking about like what what we're viewing or like what we're out to check out and then like we'll have some of that experience stuff and then we can kind of like drop it in with the with the studio stuff that we what we record also okay and uh, and just kind of have like a little sky watching experience podcast for that yeah, but, uh, i think i think that's a that's a cool little format format to start out with yeah um, yeah it'd be fun as, yeah and i think uh you know it's always good to kind of evolve stuff like that too see how it yeah, goes even with even evolve. with these these little podcasts that we're doing you know just yeah kind of learning something new each time or trying something different yeah i want to i definitely want to get into that or see it's tough because like with podcasts it's hard because they're they're not you don't get paid to do them, you know, but you also right. want to be able to produce them. But just as it goes, you have to be like effective on like how much, how much cost it takes to like produce the podcast or like, like what, how much time or how much effort it is. And man, I could dig myself into like an editing hole really fast. If I did like every video project I wanted and every mm-hmm. like podcast project I wanted, I'd be like at a, you know, just at a microphone recording and editing nonstop. Which I probably should be. I don't know. Like, I need to make that much media, I guess. But there's this thing like this is like cheaper media, or like it's a lot easier for you and I to talk kind of continuously. Man, it's like weird, or it's just more difficult to either single-handedly like try and put a show together like without any structure. I've listened to some that you've done. Yeah, it's, just, it's hard, or it's, or it's just like it just kind of goes on, and you, it's yeah. diff- more difficult to like have a interesting conversation. And that's the tough thing too is like I recognize that as a person who listens to podcasts, is I don't really want to do stuff by myself, and I don't really think like like the monologue system is like a good way to I do don't, it. Yeah, I don't think it has appeal. I think what happens is is as humans, we kind of if there's a single single sound or single voice or something that's that's following a, a linear path like you can almost predict what it's gonna you know gonna yeah. say or whatever but by having at least two people you've got sort of a dynamic yeah there'll be breaks in it where you weren't expecting a break and it's yeah. just mentally i think it keeps you more uh attracted to that podcast yeah i know i'm with you I, I don't think that there's many like one man shows that have been put together that i that like i'd really get behind and and even still with those like they still like take take like third party like they take calls that sort of oh, thing right, you know or they right. have they have like some kind of interactions coming in and then they like kind of talk about it or it's like a like a dj who's playing music on the radio or something or even, that's yeah, thing like a howard stern yeah type, just have guests and yeah 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 and i think like having guests is the way to go or just having like other people that are that are talking and it just is smarter too and i think like people are better at responding to each other about what they want to talk about it's Absolutely. just it's, you could just kind of go on forever i will say in person it's it's a little bit easier because having that lag over Skype and stuff like or not even, you know, I can kind of yeah. signal to you or you can see me getting ready to say something and and, you know, we can adjust. No, it, like that. it's way better to to do it like live and in person. And the audio quality is going to be great. I mean, it's going to be like really tight. Right. And yeah. clean And clear and um, it'll, it'll just sound good and normal. So I, I think this is a good step towards yeah. Towards podcasting. Towards podcasting. You know what's cool, Dave, too, is see, like, now you're in here, and so all we have, if we want to take a third person or a Skype call or something from out and about, we just have to, like, oh. plug it in, and then we can we can run, we can run, like, three. Right. Or, yeah, we could just have, like, a like someone who's, like, further away and stuff talk to, yeah. which would be cool. Or be just perfect. whatever it is you'd want to do. We, we got plenty of people out of town. <laughs> yeah. Do tons of call-ins and stuff. Yeah. That's great. No, it'd be fun, man. We should do, uh, we should do something like that. Give Justin a call or something. I was gonna say, who do we <laughs> know who's want? got a, a decent radio voice? Yeah, who's got those radio ideas? 
um, those podcasting ideas, man. Billy Newman Photo Podcast. It's, it's all real. over the map. It's real. It's real. It's yeah. I need to uh I need to go through on my website and sort of sort out my podcasting stuff a little bit more too. I want I want to do more with you though, dude. I want to I want to like have a um I don't know, just like some kind of podcast that you know, you uh want to manage or that you would be oh, into. Right, my own little little ditty Dave's podcast. But uh but something like where um or like whatever it is that you want to do with it. Like it's kind of like Dave's own. And, um, but on this one, like I want to try and like fill out the, the details more or like the, like, uh, when you go to the page and then like you have like the, or the, the information that's listed on iTunes, it's sort of like the notes about the show. Really all I have is just like the name of the episode and like the number or something. And then that's it because it's all it needs at all. Right. Um, but, uh, but I think like, if I start switching into, cause this one, like the Billy Newman photo one is just kind of for fun. So we can really just kind of have a reason to build the studio as we get stuff sorted out over time and then kind of like build it into something that'd be more useful and then start doing more internet broadcasting. If I can bonk the mic one more time, <laughs> one more uh, time. I love it. I love it. It's fun. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, that's a good thing about this one is that it doesn't really matter too much. And like, until we hit like 50 or so, it doesn't, I don't think it matters. At I don't, all. I don't think it matters. I don't think until a hundred, yeah, that's what I've been thinking too. Because like, no one's gonna listen to the first hundred hundred episodes of a podcast anyway, and then uh, and then you just have like episode episode four hundred and fifty or something like that. It's kind of a fun thought. Like, no one's gonna really listen to this. We're just we're we're almost. What I was I was gonna bring up this point earlier is um you were talking about like getting gear and stuff like that, yeah. or like having to you know you kind of pay dues and yeah. you have to manage your own time. I almost see it as because I watch I watch fighting. Uh, just, you know, just cause it's interesting. It's, it's sure. crazy to see people, you know, like there's that split second that you have time to react to something. And like, if you slow down videos, like the best fighters, you can see them like see a movement and like the, the, the their face will get like they're in <laughs> slow motion. Their eyes will get wide cause they see it and you'll see them like, even before the guy starts to punch, they, they're already moving. It's, it's incredible that minds can see and react that fast. And that's all muscle memory. Yeah. Just but, um, almost nothing. Yeah. But they're right. But what, what I think about what it takes to do that, and it's that's all they do. That that training, when they train, all yeah. they're doing is like these, you know, just kind of these repetitive things, which when you're training probably seem stupid or whatever, but yeah, they, you know, they, they pay off or it's just, that's what their life's devoted to. So doing something like, like, like this and any other podcast is going to be, you know, the, the, the original step is going to be just, just you doing stuff that seems silly or doesn't feel like but you're you're kind of building this this baseline or this yeah no it's yeah it's it's definitely been a huge help for me to have done stuff in the past i was talking with uh, marina yesterday about like um when i first started doing podcasting stuff back in like college and i'm real glad that i got through a whole number of hours of trying to do it then before i'm doing it now because i feel like way more comfortable now doing it and it works out much easier than it did in the past but uh, there's like a lot of time that you have to do before you kind of get more comfortable in like the broadcasting idea or like before you start like kind of figuring out like what you're supposed to do. And I'm still at like level one of it really. <laughs> but <laughs> but it takes a long time to, to sort of sort out like what what being recorded on air is or like what you're supposed to do or like, I don't know if it's like the performance side of it, but just like, I mean, even in this scenario, it's like what what do you want to talk about or how do you want to keep talking? Like, how do you want to like describe stuff or how important is it to keep describing stuff? Um, 
So I don't know. It's, it's kind of trippy like to get used to it, but that's what like radio broadcasters have developed a good skill for is like being able to talk in the mic and keep it going. And yeah, and just have a coherent thought that translates to other people. I think that's always kind of been my downfall is I got a lot in my head, you know, a lot that I can it's in there. talk about. Yeah, it's in there, but like just being able to, to describe it or explain it has always yeah. been kind of like, I, my, my, I guess my mouth is just very slow yeah. compared to my head. So I just end up jabbering. <laughs> what I hear about a lot of people who get into po- or getting in, get into doing a podcast that don't really have like broadcasting experience from beforehand is that they really train up, you know, like they get a lot of the same skills that broadcasters have or, or, or just a lot of the things that they're like, yeah, I didn't realize it, but like I'm way better at making a presentation or stating a coherent thought. And it's like way better or it's way more helpful in business or just in like doing any type of thing they want to do in their life is because they're just more successfully driven or successfully able to understand like what it is to kind of present something or to, set up a set of several thoughts in a row that you're ready to kind of push out all at once to kind of describe something that's coherent and all together. That's a great idea. I never, I never thought of like setting up ideas <laughs> as you're like, all right, there's that one. What am I going to work on? But that's like, you got to almost have to do like a double thinking where you're talking about one thing and yeah, in your head, you're, you're already, yeah, that's the thing that like, else. it's hard. Yeah. That's what you don't really understand much, but like, that's what looks so easy about, like broadcasting but it is so difficult to do something that's like natural and like really quality or because you just have to stay on point so much and you really right. notice that in a lot of these podcasts how there's there's really it seems like an open garden where everything is just sort of available and at access like conversationally to talk about but if you if you kind of look at it it's a pretty narrow scope of things that sort of all funnel down into like six or seven ideas that are brought up often. Like in Joe Rogan's case, you can definitely kind of think about like the top 10 things that, that are going to oh, be yeah. sort of brought up, you know? And it's sort of this weird thing where like it's never his family, but it's like always like these other things, you know? And I see that in these other podcasts too that are that are kind of, or just like it's whoever that's hosting it that has like a lot of radio or broadcasting experience and they like come, come to it. And it's kind of, just seems like they're going to talk about anything or any story, but it's sort of this like specific kind of structured event that they have that seems like I was gonna it's say, just I, naturally occurring. I don't, I never really paid attention to that, but yeah, thinking about it, I can kind of, especially, you know, bringing up Joe Rogan, uh, see that in a lot of his shows where, you know, where they kind of yeah. discuss the same thing, not, you know, not maybe in the same way or in the same order, but yeah. it's just always kind of roundabouts. Yeah, to, to certain. I don't know. Maybe, ideas. maybe it's just kind of natural, the natural propensity of each show. But that's also kind of part of the format too. Is I was like say, certain, maybe that's like, part of the success. There, there are. I mean, it is. It is supposed to be limited. Like there are supposed to be like certain parts of things that that are just right in the channel of like what you're tar- or like what you're doing in a podcast or what you're trying to broadcast to. And uh, I think like people get a lot better at interviews over time. Like that's a, that's a big one. It's like uh, being an interviewer or like being able to talk to people and get like just interesting conversations oh, yeah. out of them as you're working with them. Uh, well, I mean, you, you think of some of the, like the best interviewers and it's, just, it's amazing like how people can almost lead a conversation or like just be on point to ask a question that maybe wasn't thought, thought to have been asked, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I and it can open like, up like a lot of stuff. There's, there's a lot of that. Who's, uh, who, uh, I can't believe I just forgot his name. Um, super old guy, Larry King. Larry King's a great Larry King, yeah. yeah. He, I've seen some of his stuff. And yeah. It's just like, man, this guy was 
Yeah. He, I mean, he still is on super point. unobtrusive. Like he doesn't have to yeah. say a ton. He doesn't have to explain what he means a ton. Yeah. It's just like kind of short. There's yeah. There's a reason he's probably still the king. Yeah. Yeah. The king. The king. I think he has a podcast of his own now. It's like him and his wife or his producer lady <laughs> or something, I don't know, something like that. And he oh, that'd be great. Talks to like Shaq. Things like, <laughs> things like, like, that. like in person or just over the phone? I, it might be it might be Skypes. And, I'd, I'd love it if he's just like, he goes to work in Hanging the studio, the does the thing, and yeah, and then goes home and like calls people up and like, hey, we're doing a podcast, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> that guy's great. Old Larry, man. How has he not interviewed everyone in the world? I think he probably has. He hasn't gotten to me yet. Hasn't gotten old Dave. Dave needs to do more podcasts. He's not, yeah, he's not in the S's yet. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Just re- we're working on everybody he's, before he's that. Working, yeah, he's alphabetical. Oh, it's man. tough when, you know, four people are born every second or whatever it is. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. I did the the math one time, and it's relatively about 200, uh, 224 years uh, if you met one person every second who's alive on this earth right now. Well. It would take you 224 years. And that doesn't include the four that are born and the two and a half that die every second. That's just <laughs> right now in this moment. It would take you 200. That's how many people there are. It's a, it's a crazy. It seems crazy. Seven billion. It's really hard for me to wrap my head around yeah. the population, and specifically because we're from Oregon, you know? And so um, we, there are four million people in Oregon. That's way too many. And... I've been in like the crowded sections of Oregon and it's still like a way smaller amount or a way smaller percentage of people than there are in even just average sections of population density in the country. Like this is a pretty dispersed how yeah. it is a lot of the time. Uh, and yeah, it already seems like a lot or it seems like more than I can really understand of just even like 4 million. But then you think of 300 million in the country. So we're like 1% of the country's population, like in the yeah. whole state. You yeah. Know? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But that whole like eastern seaboard is just like super dense. I was going like, to say eastern seaboard is huge. Yeah, everything. In California. Yeah, it's really strange out. I guess Texas kinda... is pretty populated too. I know. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, big stuff there. But it's super, but it's desolate too because it's so big. Right. You know, and there's the, like yeah, such big gaps between populated areas. Part. But I guess, I don't know. There's a lot of wild country out there, but it's strange when you think about how many people there are in the places where there are people. Right. Well, what's even more crazy is you said, uh, what, 300 million, give or take, for the U.S. population? I mean, that's even that's a small percentage of the world population. Yeah. And, I mean, we take a pretty big chunk of land. Yeah, it's weird how it's broken down. I think it was like, it was like China and India, and then the United States is like number three, and then it's like Indonesia is number four. Or something. I was going to say, I've seen graphics of like a circle that included like southeastern uh, China and India and, and the, the Philippines and stuff. And they were like, in this circle lives more than half the world's population. Oh, like whoa. just right Man. there. That's, yeah. a, that's insane. I think that I've heard that their populations are going to be going down in Asia or they're projected to be dropping. Like, uh, I, I don't know what, what the deal is. I think it's because like family regeneration rates are lower. Like since it takes two people to make one person. Right. It's like kind of dropping, it's stepping down over the next 50 or 60 years. Right. And, uh, and not that Japan's directly related, but I've heard that they just, 
They just stopped having kids. Stopped making people? Nobody in Japan has kids anymore. That's a strange thing. That's a weird... <laughs> that's or, probably, I mean, that's not idea. a real statistic, but... Yeah, yeah just I understand. Number-wise, yeah, dropping down. Population, though, just in general, is a crazy thing. I mean, so many people. How does it even... I don't know, you think of, like, endangered animals, and, like, more more rare than people. And I'm not... Not suggesting that we kill everybody, but... <laughs> David never do such a thing. Never. But, yeah, it's just... It's trippy. I've heard that uh, we can grow enough food for 11 billion people. Oh, wow. What happens is a lot of it's used for raising other food. Oh, Because it weird. takes however many grain per beef of... Or per, per pound of per beef. Per pound of beef. Yeah. Yeah. I've been curious about that because, see, they talk about these agricultural costs to our environment, and I believe they exist, but I also have a curious time about how they, like, tabulate some of the information. I think what you're talking about makes sense, but I swear a lot of the time they they account for on their books things that are free, like they account for, like, the work of bees as, like, a cost to pollinate all of the plants that would grow. Or, like, they, they account for, like, uh, how much water it takes to, like, water an almond tree. And it takes the water, but the water doesn't go away. Or it's, like, still a resource that's available. Right. It's not, like, or what is used water? What does that mean? Like, I understand, like, it needs to be processed again, or maybe there's, like, different things for it. But, like, if it's if it's just, like, water from a street, from an irrigation stream that waters a tree that goes back into the groundwater... There's there's a lot of the world that's still in the natural cycle, and it's it's not part of the market anymore. It's not paid for water, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Right. But like, if it's still in the natural system, there's no cost to it. It's not part of the, it's not priced by the market. It's or it's not like set. And so it always kind of bothers me a lot. When I think in China they were talking about like the since there were so many bees dying, they had people hired to pollinate the trees or I to pollinate that, plants yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it was strange. But and so they were trying to like. They tried to find out like what how much how much they would have to pay the bees to to do what they do like what the what the value is on bees existing to like do something to serve their purpose in the niche of the environment. Was well, that considered like beekeeper cost? Because you know there there is they do there pay, would be that, yeah, but that's not what they're talking about. They, they just were, meant like actual yeah. bee, bee labor. <laughs> they just meant bee labor, man. They just thought like, well, like if we had to pay these bees as employees, it would cost so many cents per per blossom that they would pollinate. And but it was silly because like that was part of their, their yeah, type. Well, of now I'm value. curious. What was what did they come I up with? Know, yeah, it's, <laughs> it was like trillions of dollars. It, yeah. But it was it was I see that's where I think it's kind of like the BS number, like because like at that point you're just making it up. Because you are making it up, literally, because it's not a thing that's priced in the market. And if that served us, then it wouldn't be the same price because that need in the market would already have been met, so it wouldn't right. be worth anything. Well, it's almost like saying, how much is it going to cost us to break this water down into hydrogen and oxygen when in reality it's, the, the plan already does it. You don't need to worry about yeah. that. It, yeah. would, it would be a silly you know, estimate to, to tally yeah. Of, oh, it takes us, you know, 5,000 watts to break up this one particle <laughs> times that by trillions of particles. Yeah. And it's silly. And there's a lot of things in our world that are sort of set up that way where they, they're kind of, they're not really set up to make up much sense at all. I've, I've noticed that. Yeah. It seems <laughs> to be that way. Yeah. Uh, it goes around a lot. 
Yeah. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. You can check out the nightsky.io Kickstarter uh, if you search for that on Kickstarter or if you go to nightsky.io and you can check out more of my stuff on billynewmanphoto.com. On behalf of David Swanson, my name is Billy Newman and thank you for listening.